When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on Wealth Track, what do top performing investors and recognized financial thought leaders think about Bitcoin? A survey of Wealth Track guests is next on Consuelo Mack Wealth Track. New York Life, along with Mainstay's family of mutual funds, offers investment and retirement solutions so you can help your clients keep good going. Additional funding provided by Thornburg Investment Management, Active Management, Flexible Perspective. Ku and Patricia Ewan through the Ewan Foundation, committed to bridging cultural differences. And the Fairholme Foundation. Hello and welcome to this edition of Wealth Track. I'm Consuelo Mack. Just mentioning the word Bitcoin generates a lot of interest among investors of all stripes, particularly the young and innovation oriented. The Motley Fool co-founders Tom and David Gardner recently told us that Bitcoin has been the most searched term on their website, fool.com, over the last six months. As a result, they are investigating opportunities in the crypto field. A WealthTrack podcast we did with great value investor Bill Miller on the topic generated a tremendous amount of interest and news coverage. It's available on wealthtrack.com, as is the WealthTrack program we did with Matt Hogan, an early ETF advocate, who recently embraced cryptocurrency technology as the next big investment thing. That, too, got a lot of attention. In its 10-year history emanating from the turmoil of the global financial crisis, Bitcoin, the private currency created on the Internet, has more than seen its share of volatility. From doubling in a matter of weeks to a high of $19,500 in late 2017, it has plummeted this year. And it has much more competition. With the entry of hundreds of new currencies in the past year, its share of the cryptocurrency market has fallen to 40%. The technology that is generating the most interest among more traditional investors is blockchain, which the Financial Times describes as the shared ledger technology that powers cryptocurrencies. But blockchains also allow encrypted data on anything from financial transactions to medical records to be shared instantly in a database that can be public and immutable or accessible only to permitted parties. Just about everyone agrees that blockchain technology is the wave of the future. But from an immediate investment point of view, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency-related businesses continue to garner the most attention. Over the last year, we have asked several WealthTrack guests for their views. We started with our exclusive interview with great investor Jeremy Grantham, who is known for his contrarian opinions. As a historian, it looks like the mother of all bubbles. It demonstrates the price action and the lack of a clear, understandable function very, very well. Um, And uh, it, it has bubbled as... I showed far more than the South Sea bubble or any bubble in history. But having said that, I I should emphasize that I have not studied 
the fundamentals myself. I'm just looking at this as a classic demonstration of something that goes up 30, 40 times very quickly, and uh, the history of those ends very badly. This may be the exception. This may be so unbelievably important on a technical basis uh, that it will be an exception. I simply have not studied that part of it. It's funny, I had a um, millennial friend. He actually works for us as a consultant in uh, doing our IT, and uh, we were chatting just about a week ago, and he was telling me about the Bitcoin that he owned and how happy he was. No, it was actually a few months ago, uh, you know, when Bitcoin was near the top. And he said, what do you think about Bitcoin? I said, you know, I, I think it's a little bit kind of like digital tulips. And he said, what do you mean by that? I said, did you ever hear the, you know, the, 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 the tulip mania in Holland? Uh, you know, what was it, 1500s or something like that? Mm -hmm, 1600s, said, right. Yeah, I said, no, what, what was that? So uh, I, I suspect a lot of people who are in Bitcoin have no concept of the history of manias. And um, what I mean by a dig digital tulip is, you know, the tulip bulb mania in Holland was just a local mania. Um, and when it burst, a lot of people locally got hurt. This is kind of the, a digital uh, tulip. So anybody in the world uh, can invest in bitcoins. The concept kind of makes sense. You have blockchain technology that slowly increases the supply. And some, at some point, it stops increasing it by some magical algorithm. Um, the only problem with that is uh, there's so many other new cryptocurrencies. So the idea that the supply of cryptocurrencies is somehow limited. Right, so 21 million is yeah. the case of Bitcoin, yeah. right. But um, I don't really understand it. There's some wild stuff going on in the so-called dark web mm -hmm. uh, where there's a lot of criminal activity and a lot of, uh, apparently it's a fairly widely used currency in, in that dark web. I, I don't see how you could use uh, something that fluctuates as widely as, as Bitcoin as, as a currency. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to take payment in a currency that, yeah, it could go up 100% or it could drop 100%. Right. I, you know, just give me, you know, and the other thing is the central bankers are going to just come in and clamp down on this thing. The SEC is already looking to regulate on it. So um, I, I'm an old-fashioned kind of strategist. I like D&E. I like dividends and earnings. Well, I, I think at least over the, the intermediate, short to intermediate term, I think there, there are better places to make money. There are less risky places to make money. I still think there's, there's a level of opacity in those products that make me nervous. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot more regulatory uh, oversight uh, of cryptocurrencies. Uh, so I, I, uh, it's too rich for my blood. Things like Bitcoin, uh, there's not many... Uh, intelligent ways to value it. It's similar to gold in that if I have a piece of real estate, I could try to assess what it's worth uh, by looking at uh, other similar buildings right. or houses. I could look at how much could I get for renting this thing out? How much would I make each year? And how does that compare to the price I paid? Okay. It's, it's very straightforward. I do that with a business. Mm -hmm. I say, you know, if I bought a business for a million dollars and it earns $200,000 a year, then I'm getting a 20% return on my investment of that million dollars. That may look pretty good relative to my other alternatives. Bitcoin doesn't earn anything. It is a, gold doesn't earn anything. It's, right. a, it's, it's worth what anyone will pay for it. Uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, at the height of the, you know, at the end of last year, the height of the cryptocurrencies, mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll see how they work out, uh, that 
you know, we always write about the, the uh, tulip bulb mania mm-hmm. sure. uh, that happened 400 years ago and couldn't believe that people would uh, buy two, two tulips for the price of a house, right? It sounded ridiculous. Uh, but now uh, they're buying Bitcoins yes. uh, that are basically air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so hopefully they'll be writing about this in a few hundred mm-hmm. years as, can you believe those people were buying air for all that kind of money? So we'll see. All right. So that's, no, no, that's, that's, that's good. But the fact that you compare it to gold, so because you don't think gold doesn't really not, it only has the value of what people think it has. Is that right now? People, right. The difference between those two is that uh, people have put a value on gold yes, for thousands of, for thousands years. of years. And so it has that advantage. Uh, There's clearly a limited supply. We have a history. We have a lot of things to say that people will buy it for some price. What that price will be, I have no intelligent way to value because there are no earnings to owning gold. Uh, And and I think it's the same thing with uh, the cryptocurrencies. There's a theoretical value to the limited supply. Uh, Other people may want it. We have a much shorter history. Uh, there's no limit, however, on how many cryptocurrencies can be created. True. So there, it's not clear there's a limited supply. Uh, and so uh, I would call it a pass as far as I don't have to know a lot of things. I just have to know a few things well. Warren Buffett would say, you know, know your circle of competence and more importantly, stay within it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's outside my circle of competence to figure out how to trade that. I think I think you have to wait and see. I think it's a very interesting development. I have yeah. to pay attention to it because, it, in a way, it's you know, gold is about uh, credit and payment systems and uh, uh, reserve um, uh, buying power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the impulse or the rationale originally for a digital currency was some of the thing, same things that would drive interest in gold, right? Which is basically get me away from these central bankers who are doing all these crazy things, Mm -hmm. and let's just get out of that whole uh, uh, merry-go-round. So I'm kind of for it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm also sort of waiting to see how it all develops. I mean, maybe the world goes in the direction of digital payments. I I have a hard time believing, and crypto tokens and all that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's important to point out to your viewers that um, there's nothing, there's no reason in the world you cannot fuse a crypto token to a a gold backing. I mean, I've seen many, many proposals uh, to do that, and and they're very doable. So to me, it's more about is the world really going to move towards Decentralized ledgers, mm-hmm. uh, digital payments. I mean, who uses cash anymore? We all use mm-hmm. credit cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, why not something that's even more um, uh, user-friendly? Right. Which supposedly, no. what what a crypto coin will do. Mm-hmm. So, I I think it's a really interesting space, and I think you know, let's just let's roll with it. Let's see what happens. I do think that uh, the tax man will get his pound of flesh. Mm-hmm. So anybody who thinks a crypto token is a way to evade taxation has another thought coming. And they're going to get their hooks into it. I mean, them being the, the various tax authorities. Right. Uh, I, you know, I think, the, I think the central banks are watching it very carefully. So I, I, I'm not so sure it will be the uh, escape from uh, the clutches of uh, central banking that... Uh, uh, 
maybe as proponents have first thought of, but right. but again, I think it's evolving very quickly, and I'm I'm open-minded on mm -hmm. it. To be really really honest, I don't have really a clue. But my problem with the whole cryptocurrencies is is actually a regulation. So what 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 will happen? You know, I mean, there are people who can even illegally or illegal money can, can go into cryptocurrencies and will never be retrieved? Is that, is that the right way of thinking about it? Or the other part is, what, what is the role of central banks at one point in time? So how, as cryptocurrencies get bigger and bigger and bigger, so what is the role of a central bank and how can they steer still you know, the overall markets with a central bank policy if cryptocurrencies will take over? And that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> I think I first got involved with Bitcoin and learned about it um, uh, by a book that Nathaniel Popper wrote, which is sort of a history of Bitcoin. And then, then I sponsored a thing at the Santa Fe Institute called Money Past, Present, and Future, where we had uh, cryptographers, we had economists, we had mathematicians, we had sociologists, anthropologists, all talking about money and its various forms and how it had evolved. And kind of looking at, at, at what Bitcoin was, it was trading around $300 at the, at the time. And it, it struck me then that it was so new and so different and, and not initially easy to understand and still, I think, subject to massive misunderstanding, but that it was the first real technological innovation in, in money and in finance, really in thousands of years. The whole ecosystem that's now growing up around Bitcoin has kind of ironically, for, for almost every investment, the, the higher price it goes, especially if it goes up a lot and fast, in internet stocks and late night nights, they're much less attractive because mm -hmm. uh, they get overpriced and the hype gets into them. And, and I think that Bitcoin, though, it's, it's in, in many ways less risky today at wherever it is, $15,000, right. than it was at $500. And, and that's and, so and, counter the way you normally think as a value investor. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But, but, but part of it is now that what you have is you have, uh, uh, I mean, Japan made the big leap in this in last March when the government declared that Bitcoin was legal tender. Right. And, uh, and then they announced that they were going to license exchanges and regulate them. And it took the market about a month to figure out that that was a huge deal. And that if Japan was going to do it, then probably other countries were going to do it. And that it really was on a path to respectability. And that's been part of you know, my thesis with it is that you, you have this path that's underway. We have now Bitcoin futures on the CME and the CBOE. We've had filings now for, for Bitcoin ETFs. If you look at Bitcoin around the world, there's very little, I, I believe that very little of it has been financed with debt. Uh, and it's a non-correlated asset. So I, it's one of those things where if you have a you know, family office, like, why wouldn't you own 1% of your assets in Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. Just because of the, the, the potential is so large. And, and what's, what's interesting, too, is, as I said, it's, it's only in your MVP, Miller Value Partners, one hedge fund. Right. And you've made a decision so far not to include it in your mutual funds. And, and why is that? Why have you made that decision? Well, well the mutual funds, even though the Opportunity Fund has the uh, ability to do anything a 40-act fund can do, um, it's, it, it, it would be, I think, a leap consistent or, or inconsistent with what we've done in the, in the past. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out, mm -hmm. but it would be more likely uh, that we'd own it through futures if we decided to, or even more so an ETF if, it, if an ETF comes, comes along. I am not a Bitcoin evangelist. In fact, I'm not even a Bitcoin believer. I'm a Bitcoin observer. 
and just trying to observe what's going on in that space, trying to understand the technology, understand the supply-demand dynamics, understand how it might fit into a broader monetary system. We did a podcast on Bitcoin, which is on WealthTrack.com, several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you said is, uh, is, is that you should probably you know, have maybe 1% of your net worth in Bitcoin, because it doesn't matter if you lose 1% of your net worth, right, or if your liquid net worth. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 I should have, you know, in retrospect, put more than, you know, 1% right. of my net worth in it. So should everybody at one, one point in time. But if I, if I didn't own it today, I would still probably put at least 1% of my, of my net worth in it. Because, again, if it goes to zero, you only lost 1%. Right. So, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be life-changing. Um, but, it, but on the other hand, if it goes from 15000 to... 150,000 or to 300,000, you know, and again, it may go to zero. I don't know. But, but certainly the, the trajectory has been uh, higher over time. And again, it's not owned right. widely. It's, it's, I think there's, there's a massive amount of speculation in the so-called ICOs and the altcoins, which makes very little sense long term from an economic perspective. But again, there was a lot of speculation in internet names in 1999. And if you owned, you know, if you owned Amazon at that point in time or eBay or some of those, you did great even though they went down when the rest of them crashed and burned. Right. It, the context is important that you're still viewing it as it could you know, go to zero. Unlikely, but it could. And therefore, as an, as an investment, you're putting it in a, a different category than you are the companies that you own uh, in Miller Opportunity, for instance. Yeah, it's, it's all about sizing the position properly right. and understanding the risks and I, I do think that, again, I think it's less risky because there's so much of an ecosystem that's been built around it. So I wouldn't know how to value them. I wouldn't understand the cash flows that they produce. There's no yield from them. Uh, it seems it's whatever the next guy is willing to pay for it, which I don't think is investing. I think it's speculating. But I guess I'm, you know, very old school for, for thinking that way. Uh, but I, I have to say, honestly, I, I try not to give them a whole lot of thought. It's not, not too much in, in my world. I don't think the story's been written yet. There's such volatility with all cryptocurrencies that it's not a store of value. And it's not something that can be used to transact business right now. It's much more of a trading instrument than it is a currency. The other issue is there are countries that recognize real concerns about it. Uh, China recently outlawed it. Russia and Venezuela have now started or are in the process of starting cryptocurrencies. And there are issues related to anti-money laundering, the use of cryptocurrencies for illegal activities, uh, KYC issues. Uh, so I would be concerned about it right now. But, but we don't know what the future will hold. I had an opportunity to, uh, in the middle of last year, buy some Bitcoin. And I thought about it hard and uh, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And there were two fundamental problems. One is that it's not a currency. Uh, In fact, I have with me a $20 bill and here it says at the top Federal Reserve note and then this note is legal tender for all uh, debts public and private and is signed by the Treasurer of the United States of America. Uh, Bitcoin, you know, this is actually worth the piece of paper that it's written on, uh, plus the backing of the federal government of the United States. Bitcoin has um, no value uh, that is intrinsic to it at all. And uh, it's really about gambling these days, I think, where you don't know what the odds are today of winning. And the odds keep changing as 
some of the factors that you were just talking uh, about, Andy, uh, ebb and, and flow through the system. So no to Bitcoin? Not today. I think eventually it will, it will be a, or Bitcoin or Bitcoin-like entities will in fact evolve into something that is, gets wide use, but there's a ways to go and a lot of volatility between here and there. I think the concept is very intriguing and interesting. I think the concept of having something that maintains a more stable value relative to currencies, I think once you go beyond that, it becomes a speculation for people. I think that's very hard to say that's you're going to be your store of value. Right. Something can drop you know, 50, 60, 70% in a matter of months. So I think that's where that kind of breaks down. But I love the technology concept behind it. So um, it is not regulated. And so, you know, we look at everything on risk and reward. And so the reward potential on it is significant. But there was a lot of interesting factors that converged to cause this to be driven up. Um, there's a significant gating on people being able to get money out. So if you look at some of the, the exchanges, you might have been capped at taking $10,000 a day out of it. So if there's a lot of buyers and you're, you're very restricting the sellers, um, it, it can drive these things up. But is that bid real? Can mm -hmm. I really get that money out? And so um, it's also one of these things, if you advise someone to invest in it, it's not regulated by anything. And so, um, you know, we were saying, hey, if I was going to buy Bitcoin, what, what should you do? You should read the securities regs and every illegal thing you should do because it's not regulated. So you could do a pump and dump and, and really boost up the, the value or say it's going to be listed on an exchange and that runs the, the price of an alt currency up and then sell all of yours in front of that. So, you know, it's one of these things that you're in the Wild West. Um, uh, I had my bank account hacked and they took $10,000 from my account. And I went back to the bank and I said, this wasn't me. It got hacked. Right. They verified it. And five days later, the $10,000 showed up in my account. If someone hacks your phone and they take $150,000 of Bitcoin, who do you call? Right. So there's no regulator. And now, and then when that happens, someone's going to say, hey, what happened? And, and where's the government? You're saying you want to invest in this because there's no government intervention, and that's great until there's a problem and you need government intervention. So it's one of those things where um, go to Atlantic City, go to Vegas. You know, it's you place a crazy bet on something that you can win a lot of money. There's great dinner there. You, you can you know get a beautiful view, have a fun time, and you can win as much and lose as much doing that as you can with Bitcoin. And at least there's regulation at the casino. I would say that I have more questions than I have answers, and certainly one of our basic premises is we don't invest in anything we don't uh, clearly understand or feel comfortable with, that we understand the risks and the potential opportunities. I don't even know if I'd be allowed to own those. I pro probably would not. <laughs> I guess I would just say that's not high on our list right now. Yeah. Not high on our list. Bitcoin is the number one most searched term at our website, fool.com, over the last six months. Right. So, and it's been very popular whenever we've done a program on cryptocurrencies, let mm. me tell you, and there WealthTrack, you there are and, a lot and, of people and, you know, Rightly it. so, in a lot of ways. Right. It is amazing technology, blockchain. It, 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 it is already changing the world. It's real. It's not a flash in the pan. Right. It'll be even bigger 10, 20, 30 years from now. Just like cloud computing at one point sounded like some... What is that? And now it's ubiquitous. Mm. Cloud Not is everywhere. Quite the same, but Not well, blockchain. Yes, blockchain will be there. That's what I'm mm -hmm. like. But but so for us, 
um, we're responding to demand, right? right? And we're, we're basically supplying the best ideas that we can find. If you ch- joined our crypto society service, would you be getting advised to get into lots of cryptocurrencies? You would not. I'll give a little spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't want to join but wants to know what we're doing. We're largely looking at public companies that are participating in the blockchain. We're recommending those. So it's the classic, we're recommending the picks and shovels companies instead of telling you to go the gold rush where everybody else is mm-hmm. running. So okay. that's our unconventional approach right. to uh, conventional wisdom. That's the Motley Fool saying, and those companies have really performed well. So we're very proud of that. But don't think that you're going to see the Motley Fool recommending uh, really speculative, questionable cryptocurrencies. Absolutely not. Right. It's the opposite. I think that those zones that cause people to feel uneasy in an auction market could be underpriced in some cases. But most of these businesses relating to cryptocurrency will end up being mediocre investments. There are going to be a few great ones. And that's what our teams are going and digging around searching for. I remember when my son called me, I don't know, five, six years ago and said, Dad, do you own any Bitcoin? I said, what's a Bitcoin? I had no idea. I knew nothing. Today, I may know this much. What I do believe is cryptocurrency and blockchain technology has a future, but it's way too early to know who the winners and losers are. So if you've made a fortune on Bitcoin, I think you've been lucky, not smart. Given the fact that you just said that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and blockchain certainly has a future, are you going to start to do some research? And it is a future that you think will be, you know, in your and my investing lifetimes. So I'm trying to educate myself on these things and uh, be ready when it's time to figure out, all right, there are all these companies to choose from, which ones are likely to win. Uh, to repeat, I think it's too early, but I've got to be educated. At the close of every wealth track, we try to give you one suggestion to help you build and protect your wealth over the long term. This week's Action Point follows advice we received in the past from some cryptocurrency investors. It is for those of you who want to take a chance on the future of virtual currency. It is only invest what you can afford to completely lose. Cryptocurrencies are extremely speculative at this point. There are lots of new entrants. It's not regulated and it's constantly evolving. It is Las Vegas without the licensing and casino. To see this program again and other WealthTrack interviews, please go to our website, WealthTrack.com. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for watching. Have a great weekend and make the week ahead a profitable and a productive one.